From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 413 for the week of March 8th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Michael Bowling, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, and Tony Spatel. And coming up on Tuesday, Nancy continues her in-depth look at shopping with a trip down Route 66 in Cars Land. And we continue our Universal Studios 101 series with a look at the food options available at Universal Studios CityWalk. But right now, it's time for this week's news, Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Facebook poll on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hey. Hey there, hi there, hi there. There you go. How was everyone's week? Good. It, it's so yeah, nice. Yeah, there you go. Here. Long. And it, was, and it was nice to see three out of four of you, or yeah, four, three out of four of you this weekend. So yeah. it was kind of kind of cool doing some research for upcoming segments. Um, it's tough doing this research. I know, I know, I know, I know. Also running to Dave Avanzino that we that was on a, the show last week. Uh I I couldn't resist. I bought the new print, had him autograph it. They, it was it was a quick quick uh little session they had that was there were several artists but they were only there for 2 hours. So um but there was no wait. It was really nice just popped in and said hello and got got the autograph of the on the on the new print and if you if you haven't seen it yet definitely check it out it's a really cool it's called the happiest place on earth or something like that and it's just got all the icons of disneyland park and six hidden mickeys so you got to find the six hidden mickeys um if you are if you didn't get it this weekend and you're in the parks next weekend or this upcoming weekend uh dave will be in the parks both days this weekend um take a look on our events events page on the Diz. And the times are there and the details are there, but he's at the Disneyana shop there on Main Street. Um, housekeeping from, when was it? A couple weeks ago we talked about parking, Tony? Uh, yes. Uh, there was somebody, uh, wrote in on our Facebook page and was, wanted to mention that if there is a convention, a big convention at the convention center, Sometimes they will use Toy Story as overflow or extra parking for the convention center. So that kind of affects the parking situation and makes it a little more difficult at Toy Story. So that's something to keep in mind, uh, something to be aware of. And, and I think you – go ahead. I went today – I went this weekend at 10-ish when all the people get out of bed yeah. like I did late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was telling Tom, oh, this is going to change everything. And actually it really didn't. Uh, it was crazy crowded. And I had to wait in line in the cars, in cars, in a car, <laughs> in the car line to right. eventually get to my um, my parking space. Mm-hmm. And I arrived at the lot at 9.53 a.m. On a, on a busy Saturday, and I got to my car at 10.13. And then I looked at my, so that's 20 minutes. I'm thinking, okay, this is taking forever. However, I'm looking at what my data had for the actual show. It's almost exactly the same. Okay. Which makes me think that that 30 minutes is really consistent. If there's a lot of people, they had 15, you know, everybody open. I mean, that being said, I was at Mini 1B, which was really close to getting oh, nice. off. Nice. But, and if I would have been at the far corner, that would have been more. But right. I, this still actually makes me think that 
Toy Stories faster again because even on a busy day, it was still that 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they had enough people there to handle the crowds, and I thought it was taking forever, but now that I look at the numbers, it's about the same. Okay. But and and then they have more, and they and they had the uh, the, there were more trams ready to go. Where when mm-hmm. I went in an afternoon, mm-hmm. there weren't as many trams. But I think that so then I'm thinking that 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 uh, three to two ratio is about right still, even on okay. a busy day. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see on a busy day with Toy Story how long it takes, but it's about it was about thirty minutes total from getting from the lot to the tr- to the front gate. So. Okay. So if you haven't checked out that segment, uh, Tony's uh, choosing choosing a parking lot. You might want to check that out if you are one who drives in the Anaheim area to come to Disneyland. Um, what else I want to talk about? Mixler. If you are not listening live, why are you not listening live? There's lots of cool people. They're not weird. Cool people that listen live. Uh, just go to Mixler.com and or go to, go to our show notes page. Go to our Facebook page. There's links all over the place to our Mixler account. Uh, join us every Sunday, 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time now, and listen in and chat with your friends. Um, uh, you can find our show notes with links to our Mixler page at www.disunplugged.com. Our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash disunpluggeddl. Uh, any other housekeeping? I have one. Go ahead, Michael. So, well... You, you know, we last few weeks we've been talking about the Disneyland memorabilia auction at the, right, Van, the Van Eaton Eaton Galleries. Yeah, yeah. Well, it they sold nearly 1,000 items. They didn't sell everything. Oh, but really? But they okay. brought in $1.7 million. Wow. Now, I, I don't think I've asked who owned these items. It was an anonymous okay. uh, collector. So, John Stamos. Okay. <laughs> well, well, the the big D wasn't wasn't one of wasn't the things. One, yeah. yeah, but the the top uh, the the very top item uh-huh. that sold was a twenty seven inch tall nineteen seventies robot bird from Disneyland's Enchanted Tiki Room, and wow. it sold for one hundred and fifty three thousand four hundred dollars. Okay, that's a house. Yeah. yeah. Now that's in uh, Fresno. <laughs> Fresno. Yes. Now, now to put it in perspective, that's five thousand six hundred eighty-one dollars and forty-eight cents per inch nice. of fiberglass, <laughs> paint, wood, and feathers. Okay, a story of Disneyland guidebook signed by Walt Disney in nineteen fifty-five for the park's opening day went for thirteen thousand two hundred seventy-five dollars. Wow. <clears throat> Tony. I, I think your bid was accepted on the original Pirates mm. of the Caribbean skeleton. Yes, and yes. Th- and including the auctioner's commission, <laughs> that sold for $129,800. Wow. Well, that, so thank, I'm glad you announced that because this will be my last show because I'm going to have to get about five jobs <laughs> to pay for it. <laughs> yes. So, um, so, so some of the less expensive artwork that sold was some of the posters that dated back to the park's earliest days mm-hmm. um one lot was a 1956 poster for the skyway that our our very favorite long gone gondola that once mm-hmm. leaked Fantasyland and tomorrowland that sold for five thousand three hundred and ten dollars another lot um one of the things that was remained unsold was the psychedelic 1962 poster for the swiss family robinson treehouse um nobody wanted that one wow 
Yeah, most of the posters sold above their pre-auction estimates. The Utopia poster went for four thousand one hundred thirty dollars. Wow. Jungle Cruise for eight thousand twenty-four dollars. Tom Sawyer Island for ten thousand three hundred twenty-five dollars. Wow. Um, Rainbow Caverns for seventeen thousand seven hundred dollars. So, uh, but the Tiki Room poster from nineteen sixty-three. Uh, it, it was going to be estimated at ten thousand to twelve thousand dollars. Also, did not um, did not get bid on. Wow! So I remember once when I was talking with um, Diane Disney Miller when she was purchasing some of the original posters for the lower lobby area, the theater lobby of the Disney Family Museum, and she was stunned by how much the original posters were going for and she said and when they found out what my last name was they went way up in price (laughs) (laughs) so so she had to uh purchase them through uh through another name so they didn't know it was her making the purchase wow so so gives you an idea how Uh much these uh items were going for Gives you an idea well, how much people like to screw over people with the last name of Disney. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah, really. that they think have have money. Yeah. Um, any other housekeeping? Oh, I'm sorry. No, ahead. but just yes. because Michael talked about it last week, I went yeah. and I bought the catalog. Nice. So. <laughs> Isn't it a cool catalog? Oh my gosh! Yes. I actually need to I, get online. Are they still for sale? You know that I don't know. I bought mine like over a month ago. Wow. You know, but I bet they printed enough of them that they probably have extras. That they'll they'll definitely be on sale at some point. And wouldn't some used wouldn't surprise store. me. Wouldn't surprise me. Nice. Yeah, I uh, just thought there were enough treasures in there that I wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. Get a copy of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like I said, they also wrote nice descriptions that tell mm-hmm. a little history of each item. So it's an it's an interesting read. Uh, my wife went up to help her her one of her friends at an estate sale. They cleaned out her grandmother's house. Uh, she was wasn't able to live by herself anymore, so they cleaned out her grandmother's house and had an estate sale to get rid of a lot, a lot of stuff. Well, they set aside some stuff for me because they knew, you know, they know who I am. And they, I posted a pic, I posted a picture of this on, on the Disney Plug Facebook page, but this is a nuts berry farm and ghost town, uh, menu. It's one, it's several pages, like a dozen pages long, uh, has different, has pictures of the ghost town, has stats of when their record number of, of, um, servings record number of dinners they served for a particular for like a 10 year period no 15 year period uh bios of the of the family and the menu which was a chicken dinner for two dollars and 25 cents and it's basically the same exact menu that they serve now you know chicken the rhubarb the vegetables the biscuits the berry pie this is from 1955 it's very, very cool. Uh, that other, is cool. Yeah. The other thing is not quite as old. It's a small world. I think Michael said he has one of these, a small world pictorial souvenir. Yes. There's lots I and lots that. of little nice, nice softback book of, of pictures from small world. So. Yeah, and it gives a nice history of the attraction. Yeah. In it. I have so, one for Pirates of the Caribbean you, as well. You never, you never know what people are going to find in their attic or their closets or the, you know, just in their house somewhere and. At a yard sale and want to get rid of it, and for a few dollars you have a nice collectible. 
Well, you know, that's why the collectibles areas of these conventions are so popular is because Mm -hmm. you just never know what you're going to find coming through. And certainly the D23 one has been always a place to find treasure troves. But, you know, but you're going to pay you're going to pay more than you would at a yard sale or an estate sale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm just saying. But it it certainly is. I mean, if you have a division of the National Fantasy Fan Club in, in your area, they I've been to a few of their shows, and their dealer rooms are amazing mm-hmm. little treasure troves. Nice. So. Um, any well, other can, house, any other housekeeping? I, actually, ahead. since we're talking yeah. about yeah. collectibles and all yeah. that, there is a uh, you, you there's a lot of collectibles up, I mean, yeah. in. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of collectibles in the Disney archives, and actually, if you're in the Sacramento area on Saturday, March 21st, and Sunday, March 22nd, you can meet Disney archivist emeritus and Disney legend Dave Smith. Nice, and he's going to be doing a special book signing. Uh, you know, cool. he's the author of Disney trivia from the vault, secrets revealed, and questions answered. He's going to be at the Stage 9 Entertainment Store at 102 K Street in Sacramento on March 21st, 22nd from 12 to 4 p.m. Um, this is in Old Sacramento. He has, remember that his um, Disney A to Z book? Right. He has yeah. updated it and it is just about to get published. Ooh. And apparently it's getting released. Like there's a rumor that it's going to hit Sam's Clubs first. And I, I don't know if that's true. But um, so for more information and to find out about um, this event, and they're having a Friday, um, March 20th VIP event, you can go to www.stage9.com or send an email to um, Logan at stage9.com. And the the one thing though is is that if you want him to sign a book, it has to be purchased at stage nine, and you have to have the original receipt. So you can't bring in um, anything stuff. from your personal collection. I'm looking at that website, um, the stage nine. Now that you brought it up, Michael, mm-hmm. it's only twenty five dollars per person. Yeah. To go have dinner, and and they're going to have a question and answer session after dinner with him. Right. I, I did it when they had Marty Scalar there, and it was really good. And it's very limited, the number of people they have in there. And a lot of times they have it in their warehouse, so you can see all the Stage nights props for various uh, state fair events and museum events and things cool. that they did. They have a model of the layout of of Walt Disney's backyard Carolwood Express um, you know, Railroad. Nice. In there. And just sitting in their warehouse. Why do they have, what is that warehouse? It's, 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 it's where they do a lot of, one of the things Stage 9 does is they do a lot of construction for exhibits, museums, state fairs, things like that. And they, they've done a number of Disney exhibits and then they go on the road and they travel while well, they store them once they're, they're finished being exhibited they have all the props and everything um, just in storage in the warehouse and then that's also where they have special events okay very cool thank you Um, i would be remiss if i didn't mention coasting for kids (laughs) june what june 7th at cedar fair parks across the country and it's time for an update we have 29 desserts signed up at seven different parks across the country. Woo-hoo. So there's there's four parks that are 
that nobody signed up for yet. And I want to throw out the gauntlet to Michigan because there, not only there are there no Dizzer signed up, there is no one signed up at all at, um, I lost the name of it, Michigan's Adventure. So if you are near Grand Rapids, Michigan, or anywhere in Michigan and can make it to Grand Rapids or make it to Muskegon, Michigan, go to our, our website or go to our, our Shona's page and find the link for Coasting for Kids and sign up. The Michigan needs you. Uh, Give Kids the World needs you. Uh, this is a great fundraiser at Cedar Fair Parks across the country, 11 different parks, as I said. Uh, we are going to have a great time. We already have 13, 14 people signed up at Knott's Berry Farm. Yay. So we have That's a great. great group. I may get a um, surrogate. I'm, I'm, yeah, she, I'm looking she, into Nancy's the possibility to hire of getting a surrogate. To hire somebody to pretend to be here. Uh, Dorney, Dorney, Dorney Park <laughs> is always well represented. Justine back there has a great group that, that she gets go, all of her friends and her, her clients and things gets, gets going on that. Uh, we just had, we just had our first, uh, group, our first couple of dizzers at Can, in Canada. So, uh, Canada's Wonderland has has a couple dizzers now, and they're doing great some some great fundraising there. So if you are interested, go to coastingforkids.org um, and look for use the drop down box to to choose choose your, or choose your your park, and then use the drop down box to find the team, the Diz Coaster Palooza 3.0. Join us; it's a great time. Uh, Cedar Fair treats you awesome, and you'll have a lot of fun and raise money for a great cause. Any other housekeeping? Okay. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at dlpodcast at www.info.com. And I already mentioned the show notes page at disunplug.com. So this last week, Tony and I had a little fun with our poll on Facebook. And with Mixler, we uh, took our It's Time for March Madness, Tony. Yes. And it's so maddening. This, it's maddening. So this year, we I like things- You know what's the best about what Tom just did? Tom did that to make sure I was paying attention. I know, huh? Uh, and I can totally I, see that. But it worked because I'm yeah. ready now. Nice. Uh, so this year we did a little uh, with our um, – coast, uh, not coasting for kids, sorry. Our match madness, we did things a little bit different. We brought back some classic attractions and pitted them against their more recent counterparts, such as the Astro Orbiter versus the Rocket Jets. Or even some classic attractions against classic attractions like the People Mover versus the Rocket Rods. So we randomly, I'm, I'm going to say it's random, uh, laid out the, the brackets. We had four different brackets. We released them one at a time, gave you two days to vote on each bracket. And we will have complete coverage this week on Mixler. And we will also... Uh, analyze the round two matchups but let's talk about some of the surprises and some of the the close matches let's talk about the mickey region tony well any, any big surprises there actually I, there's one surprise i i can i talk about one before you go yeah go ahead <laughs> okay the astro orbiter versus rocket jet that was what i was going to talk about i'm okay. angry me too what, wait, compl- you mean people voted for Astro? Yeah, people Jets? people voted for yeah. Astro Orbiter. Orbiter, sixty one percent. Okay, you're I'm kidding. Turn- they never rode the rocket jets. Yes, clearly. Okay, and you know what? To be perfectly <laughs> right. honest, I don't think I ever rode the rocket jets, but I was still voted for rocket jets because I never wanted to wait in that little elevator because I get claustrophobic. Right. However, this is one of those whole things where it's like you can't complain if you don't vote. Right. Obviously, everybody complains about how we love the old rocket jets, but then when it came down to voting, 
everybody voted for Ohostra Orbiter, the thing yeah. that ruined the entrance to Tomorrowland. Right. <laughs> and what was exciting about the rocket jets is how high off the ground they were. Yeah. I mean, I you know. really felt when you got them up high in that angle that you were going to fall out and just splatter on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was exciting. Uh, the other, the other interesting one in the, I'm sorry, I'm kind of taking over Tony, but no, the, the other interesting one in the Mickey division was the submarine voyages, submarine voyage versus the Finding Nemo submarine voyage, and we, I, which was one of the close. closest, closest matches. Fifty three percent to forty seven percent, the original subs won, but I thought yeah. Nemo Yay. does, but the <laughs> Nemo does, is because of the animation in the water. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why you got a yeah a forty seven percent. All right, let's look um, at the and div- oh, and sorry, wait. The, bef- oh wait, is that goofy? And I gotta look at where the, we split off. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you want to talk about oh, the, no, no. The, the trouncing? Oh, the trouncing's up there. People mover, rocket rods, ninety three percent to seven. Nice. Um, I'm not right. surprised. Yeah, there was nothing. The monorail was close, fifty seven to forty three. Mark seven versus Mark five. The new ones won. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and, let's look uh, at Goofy real quick. Yeah. Okay. See, goofy. I like the old ones better. Yeah. Goofy had Splash Mountain crushing America Sings. We had uh, Golden Dreams, which I didn't didn't even deserve to be in the tournament. Yeah, no. Thank you very much. Uh, Ariel killed that. Um, Captain EO won. Yes, like I said, I was nervous. I was nervous about Captain EO winning. See, I needed I needed in that one none of the above. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> well, I think Captain I also EO was. What was it against? It was the Honey of the Audience. audience. Yeah, honey, and it was the original Captain EO. And I tried to basically sell the original Captain yeah, EO. Yeah. I was trying to explain to Andrew, too. Like, you don't realize how huge he was back then. Like, what a coup it was. I mean, you're at Disneyland and there's Michael Jackson. Like, it's hard to remember that time. But the voters remembered. remembered. So that was good. So, and uh, then, of course, Superstar Lomo versus Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even close. There was nothing else that really surprised. No. Nothing crazy. Uh, Country, Country Bear Jamboree versus Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and that was a big win. So yeah, big win for Country Bears. So over was- going to Donald, Space Mountain versus Ghost Galaxy, fifteen percent actually voted for Ghost Galaxy, but that's <laughs> what were they thinking? Motorboat. I don't. I can't go through everything. Roger Rabbit's yeah. Cartoon Spin Crush. Cl- closest one was probably the Bakery versus the Tortilla Factory. Yes, and I'm kind of disappointed that the Bakery beat the Tortilla. Free yeah, Tortilla over the Bakery. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think bread in the Bakery. Yeah, and but it's not just, a little. Who doesn't love Rosie O'Donnell? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't. Her, her ex? <laughs> I think Tom tossed it by saying Maseka. He said it on the show, <laughs> and I think that annoyed people. Yeah, so they didn't vote for it. it. How about um, Small World versus Small World Holiday? Oh, I that wanted to was know about that. Way closer than exp- I thought, yeah. and it was fifty-five to forty-five percent with the original, but. That's pretty close. And then, of course, Playhouse Disney versus Disney Junior. Nobody cares. It was close, but it was and, uh, yeah, because I would know the, which the one new which. the new version one. Yeah. So other than Ew. that, we'll go over. I that. know. You got to listen. I know. It was ne- even my husband says it was never as good as when it was bare. There you go. Now right, let's, let's move down to the, the mini. mini rocks. The biggest mini disappointment div- for me in the mini but division I didn't vote, so it's Pirates? my fault. No, is Haunted Mansion the original beat the holiday. And I just think the holiday is so good that it deserves yeah. to win. Yeah. Um, but if there's going to be some great Jingle Cruise got trounced. Yeah. That's good. The What was Jingle oh. Cruise up against? Jingle Cruise. Jingle Cruise. Oh, okay. And then we had both versions of Pirates of the Caribbean, Jack Sparrow, non-Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow won. Yes. Pretty no, I well. For, I voted yeah. for the other well, one. Yes, I'm excited. House of the Future beat Pixie Hollow. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> as well as That's a good one. Well, and did so, it beat... 
because of the nostalgic factor? We don't know. Well, okay. That. It was called Monsanto House of the Future, so chances are they somehow hacked in yeah, and voted for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, everything else... Oh, who wants to be a millionaire, Tom? We tried. I know. I tried to sell but Muppet that. Vision. But, but, no, you that. sold Muppet Did Vision. Olaf's you said it was your Fun favorite. Beat it? No, Muppet Vision. No, we didn't beat. We did. Who wants to be a millionaire versus Muppet Vision? There now. Next, these. I think that going forward, there's going to be some much tougher matchups. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, like I and I, I see some some classics that have an easy road, and some that don't. Some that don't. Yep. Um. I'm so, most anticipating. Oh, uh, well, Carousel of Progress beat Inventions, which wasn't a big surprise. Yeah, so I think uh, they... this is going to. I think the the. And again, I don't know why the the idiot who put the brackets together like this. That me. was you. Um, yeah. The Haunted Mansion versus Jungle Cruise. That is like one of the best matchups we've ever had. It's kind of well, sad and, that it's early. And, the, and then the the winner of that goes against the winner of Pirates of the Caribbean versus and House, House of, the of the Future. So yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And who then put this um, I don't know who did it either. Hmm. Um, and then on the other side. Oh, and oh, this yeah. is for Nancy. Um, in, back to the Donald Division. Uh, Luigi's Flying Tires won. Yes. So, yeah, over You're flying kidding. over flying saucers by a, a runaway, sixty-two to thirty-eight. Yeah. It could be because uh, people don't remember flying yeah. saucers. We we tried to but sell they it. were flying saucers. We tried to sell it, I mean, and they worked. And they worked. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> well, and you then... know the thing the flying saucers had over Luigi's was the giant sweeping arm. Michael, yep. do you do you know how long, off the top of your head, the flying saucers lasted? Five years. So longer than Luigi. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I thought. Right. I was right, Tony. I was right. Okay, good. I'm glad. Right, I'm so happy for we you. will have uh, more analysis this week, and we'll talk about the matchups. And that is exclusively <sighs> on our Mixler page. So um, look at our Facebook page. We'll have the have the the poll up and links to Mixler where you can listen to our analysis live. We'll have the schedule up in, a, in a, probably tomorrow as to when all these new polls will be released for the second round. Of Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition, March Madness 2015. You know what, Tom? Yeah. Is it to looking from a, a pie perspective of this thing? Mm-hmm. We threw a lot of new versus old, and in the most cases, the new one. Not all. In most, though. Mm. Swiss Family Robinson's still there. Captain EO. No, well, but uh, Captain- Submarine Voyage. Uh, okay, forget um, what I just said. Continue. Carousel on. of Progress. Okay, House fine. Of the future. I, okay. Fine. I was <laughs> wrong. What were you saying? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. On Tony. I was gonna. Well, I was gonna actually make a whole big statement, but obviously, when I my data totally says the opposite. But interventions didn't win. Um, and speaking of interventions, it's time for this week's news. Michael, you 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 researched this for you. You crack research team. I What's did. going on over at Interventions? Well, you know, to add to the mystery of what's going on with the 60th anniversary and Star Wars Land and the refurbishment of Tomorrow's Land, uh, it was announced that Disneyland's Interventions attraction is closing March 31st. 
That started all kinds of rumors, again, that a Star Wars attraction could end up there. Um, John McClintock, the Disneyland spokesman, said as part of our continuing efforts to offer our guests new magic, we regularly make modifications and enhancements throughout the Disneyland Resort. We have nothing further to announce at this time. Poor John gets the worst, the the worst jobs. He gets the ones that are that are even beneath um, Susie, Susie Brown. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's expected that the building is going to reopen May 22nd in time for the launch of Disneyland's 60th anniversary diamond celebration. So it's believed that the whole first floor is going to be redone is some sort of a commemoration for Disneyland's um, first 60 years. Now, the dream the dream house downstairs is already closed. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then already started on something. Yeah. And so the, the Marvel attractions like the Captain America, Thor, Iron Man exhibits on, and, and the, the meet and greets are all upstairs. But it's also home to Honda's, you know, Asimo humanoid right. robot. And that was, and so nobody really knows what's going to happen there. Um, some are speculating on social media that Disney's going to do a tie-in attraction with the Tomorrowland film that's also coming oh, out right. in May. And others are saying that Disney may expand the Marvel theme and create a Marvel Shield headquarters. And others say it could be start of creating a long-awaited Star Wars land um, because Star Tours is right nearby. And compounded with this is that the Magic Eye Theater and Starcade also closed recently. Right. But there's some speculation there that a sneak peek of the Tomorrowland film is going to open in that theater. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, have you seen the new teaser poster for Tomorrowland? No. Because it features an image of Disneyland Space Mountain. And the screen, yeah, and the screenwriter producer Damon Lindelof has said that the movie will show the origins of Tomorrowland, but it would not show Disneyland itself. But that doesn't mean that we won't see notable aspects of Disneyland in the movie. Hmm. Now adding to all of this, is that the Indiana Jones Adventure 20th Anniversary panel that was recently held for annual pass holders, Tony Baxter mentioned he always liked Indy more than Han Solo. And no, when no <laughs> one, when no one applauded at that, he said, well, then you'll look forward to next year's treat. So now, so again, we're, that's fueled all of the rumors again that they're, there is some sort of theme park plans for Star Wars next year. And because they don't want construction walls all over Tomorrowland for the 60th anniversary, that they may be adding something as soon as start adding something as soon as the anniversary is over. So, so a lot of interesting things going on. I know there, there are many, many rumors as to they have a lot of different plans in place right. and concepts. And one of them, and this is one of the original ones, which means they probably abandoned it years ago. <laughs> but, but one of the ones was that only the entrance to Tomorrowland would exist a- as we know it. And, you know, the white buildings and all that. And then that whole area, the, from, you know, the, the pizza port and interventions and the submarines and Utopia was all going to be cleared out. And that was going to be, um, the star Wars themed right. area. Right. So, um, so it's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, there's that rumor, and then there's Toontown, and yeah, yeah. and Toontown where they would then go backstage and go back into the that Big Thunder Ranch um, arena area. And then I've also heard um, over the the area behind Paradise Pier. Yeah, but they have sightline issues there. Yeah, yeah, with with the hotel itself. So. All right, so that's interesting. Thank you, Michael. It is time for Rapid Fire. Let's start with, let's shake things up. Let's start with Tony. Of course, when I have five gazillion tabs, because I'm researching so much. I found it, though. I did it. Okay, good, All right, good. and mine's super rapid. So um, I didn't know this. I was looking for Easter stuff to talk about for Rapid Fire, and I found this instead, and I thought this was more relevant, that at the Lego store in Anaheim, on every Tuesday... In downtown Disney, in Anaheim, downtown Disney, the first Tuesday of every month, your kids can learn how to build a cool mini model and take it home for free. Free. That's right there. Mm -hmm. Quantities are limited and offer is good while supplies last only. A new model will be available every month and will be specially themed to that month. You need to ask a store associate for details. It says models are not for sale and cannot be purchased. Okay. It took me multiple reads to figure this out. But now I'm thinking that you can only do it if you do the free thing. You can't come and buy it, like I'm guessing, if you're a collector. Right, right. One free per child. It's from 5 to 7 p.m. The next one is Tuesday, April 7th. But it's yeah. the first Tuesday of every month. Yeah. So that's pretty I, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So It's nice. Especially pass holders show up and do that and then go eat. Go eat. <laughs> All right, Mary Jo. Well, coming up is St. Patrick's Day. And at the D- downtown Disney, there are several restaurants are going to be celebrating. Uh, Catal Restaurant is offering the St. Patty's Feast throughout the month of March, so you can go now. They have a sandwich featuring shaved corned beef briskets, house mm. sauerkraut, secret sauce, Swiss cheese, served on marble rye rustic roll, and served um, with the popular Yuva garlic shoestring french fries, which are really good. Yeah, they are. Um, the special is paired with the Red Trolley Irish Red Ale by Carl Strauss. I like the red trolley. Okay. Um, at Can ESPN- you drink it while you're riding the red trolley? Probably not. Well, <laughs> surreptitiously, maybe. <laughs> and um, beginning Friday, March 13th, and continuing through St. Patrick's Day, House of Blues is going to be offering corned beef sliders, Guinness beer cheese soup, fish and chips, and a classic corned beef Reuben sandwich. And on St. Patrick's Day, the dining and entertainment experience will be, um, they'll also have green beer to have on that day. And they'll have entertainment. At the ESPN Zone, they'll be having, on St. Patrick's Day, corned beef, cabbage, and potato special. And you can also have green beer there. I'm not surprised. And at Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen, on St. Patrick's Day, for lunch and dinner, there'll be corned beef, and cabbage, along with a variety of special drink offerings, which include green beer, baby Guinness shots, and for the more adventurous, Jorge's Bayou Leprechaun Cocktail. Or you would think it would say Georgie's, right? And in Maybe that's the name to, of the bartender. Is, oh, it could be. I kind of want to go check that out. Um, or in, him. Now, now. <laughs> Why did I go down that road? Um, you didn't. In addition it. to the, <laughs> to the food, um, they'll be having entertainment, which is really cool. They're going to be having traditional Celtic dancers performing in front of the Wonderground Gallery 
from 6 to 10 p.m. on Tuesday. So if you're looking for fun, there's food now, but on St. Patrick's Day itself, you can go see entertainment. Very cool. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, something I didn't know, this is the 50th anniversary, or 2015 is the 50th anniversary of the world-famous studio tour at Universal Studios Hollywood. So something we've already talked about coming this summer, adding to the studio tour, is a new, all-new grand finale, the Fast and the Furious Supercharged, which will be a 3D attraction, so you'll use your 3D glasses like from King, like you'd have on King Kong. But also this year, they are adding, and I don't think we've mentioned this before, and if we have, or I'm mentioning it again, um, for the first time ever, you're going to be able to experience the Black Lot Backlot Tour at night. They're going to have a nighttime studio tour Ooh. running select evenings with spectacular theatrical lighting and special effects used in nighttime filmmaking. Now, uh, what I, I was listening to, I'm going to give them credit, the Mice Chat Podcast with our friend Shelly. And, um, uh, Dusty Sage. And they, one of the rumors that they shared was that they're going to recreate the finale scene from Back to the Future. <gasps> so oh, that's very in cool. In the clock, to, in the, and you know, have the, you have the tire tracks going across the street and, you know, all that. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that, that is very cool. So. That's going to be, we're going to have to go check that out, Mary Jo. So when, yes. once, I will once check the, that out. Yeah. Especially if back, especially if they end it with <laughs> back in time by Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. No, there you go. Gotta go back in time. Yeah. Sorry, folks. You're just too darn loud. Okay. Um, you're Nancy. the one that just yelled back. I'm just letting you know. No, that's the line from the movie. Never oh, I'm well, sorry. I know I, I read somewhere that that was one of the reasons they were, um, restoring some of the old uh, backlot, you know, facades, oh, okay. like Psycho House and uh-huh. all that was for this nighttime tour. Nice. And that they were also putting in the lighting at the same time. Very cool. Yeah, because to me, it would have made sense to, like, wipe out the Psycho House or, well, or what? Or <laughs> well, you know, you've got a big property like Harry Potter. You've got to expand somewhere. Mm-hmm. But You're right. It's pretty old. Yeah, yeah I mean, we should just, you just tear it down. Come on, that castle. That castle is almost sixty years old. We should just get rid of it. Right. Really, the psycho house versus the castle. Come on, I'm just, that's not even close. Yeah. Okay, anyway, but I don't uh, think they should get rid of the psycho house. That is a classic. Okay, it's Aren't a classic. Okay, now it for a TV show. Okay, now we're throwing. Now now we're going down a road. If you ask your kids, Mary Jo, and they're older, about the psycho house, if they haven't gone to Universe Studios, do you think they it would matter? They'd think it was the house they grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I set you up. Nice. Did it, is that how you wanted it, Michael? I was trying to. <laughs> but I'm bum. Yeah. My, like, my Andrew would have, like, oh, whatever. What's that? West? Whatever. Like, it's the yeah. whole thing with Disneyland. How things change. I'm just saying. You sound kind of old, you know. Even the well, house still needs you to have to admit, though, a lot of that's been revived with the Bates Motel series. Yeah. Which, which has something in common. Which I wouldn't, which I wouldn't allow West to watch. All right, which I wouldn't allow him to watch anyway. All right, Nancy, well, rapid fire. It is, a, it is a bit adult. Okay, so you know me and I'm perusing Amazon Local. Uh-oh. Um, and I'm always looking a deal for people. Well. Because you're nice that way. I am nice that way. And, you know, saving money is a happy thing. And we talk about all the other things to do here. And That's going to be my new tagline. Saving money is a happy thing. <laughs> and tying it in with Universal Studios, as well as everything else you might want to do here in town. Um I believe we've briefly mentioned the Go Los Angeles card before. 
Yes, no. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Very, very briefly. You know, we've talked more about City Pass than we have right. Go Los Angeles. Well, Amazon Local had a deal, on, a temporary deal on Go Los Angeles cards, um, 10% off. It would make a three-day pass $179.99 for an adult and $149.99 for kids. Not with applicable taxes, um, but that's okay. And so I went and linked into the Go Los Angeles card, and wouldn't you know it, they have those current prices as a current sale on their um, on their website. Hmm. So Amazon Local's not saving you a whole, you know, it's not doing anything. Yeah, it's not doing anything. Much. Um, but what's really cool is anything, they actually offer th- one day and two day go Los Angeles cards, which is um, as many of their attractions as you can do within nine thirty in the morning to five thirty at night. So you can get like a normal one day pass for like seventy seventy dollars for an adult and sixty three dollars for a kid. But with the three day, five day, and seven day um, cards, you can actually do three full visits to Universal Studios. On those. Wow. Which is like $95 a day. Yeah. So when you consider that right off the bat, if you want to go to Universal Studios on one day or two days of your visit, that is an excellent deal. Plus, not only do you get that, there are 34 attractions, 33 others besides Universal that you can go to. So you can hit Knott's, Knott's Berry Farm, $65 value. You can do um, the Santa, you know, if you're going around different areas, you could even hit Tom's favorite, um, Tom's favorite attractions at Six Flags. Nice. Another $69 value. You can do several different tours. You got you, you got to be careful though when you say like knots is a sixty dollars value because nobody should be paying sixty dollars for knots, right? But because some you can book who it. Yeah. Decide at the last minute, or yeah. who don't listen to our show, <laughs> right? Because you can go online okay. and get it for thirty five or something like that, or forty, right? Yeah. But you know, say you decide to be spontaneous and you don't yeah. research it, right? That's what you're going to pay. But if they don't listen to our show, they're not they're hearing what you're exactly right now. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some of the other things we've talked about that's included. Warner Brothers VIP Studio Tour. Nice. $54, according to these prices. Um, let's see. Madame Tussauds, Hollywood Movie Star Homes Tours, a couple of those. Pacific Park at the Santa Monica Pier. Nice. The Aquarium of the Pacific in Long Beach. And now, that so what were, you, what were you saying about the times? You can't. You can only go certain no, times? No, no, no. Or... Um, if you're using a one-day. Okay. 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Because usually 5.30 p.m. is... Are they going to kick you out? Or you just have to go be there? Well, most museums close around 5.30. Oh, okay, museums. Okay. Most museums and... But if you go into Knott's Berry Farm, they're not going to kick you out of 5.30, are they? No. You just have you just can't use it after 5.30. Right. Okay. So you've got the Queen Mary. So if you're, you know, visiting Long Beach one day, Queen Mary and, and um, Aquarium of the Pacific are right next to each other. There's the hop-on, hop-off of the yellow route of the Star Tour, um, the Starline buses, the double-decker buses. Um, 
behind-the-scenes Hollywood tour by Redline, whale-watching in Newport, the Santa Monica Pier Aquarium, the California Science Center IMAX. You can rent bikes in Griffith Park. You can go to the L.A. Zoo. You can go to the Grammy Museum, which is fairly new here in town. Will Kanye be there? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Then, and then, of course, there's our favorite page museum at the La Brea Tar Pits. Add on a cruise of Los Angeles, Los Angeles Harbor, the Natural History Museum, Legoland, California. Wow. Of course, they're another, like giving that one away. Another one of my new favorites, the Museum of Tolerance which is an amazing place, which I hope to do a segment on um, later on in the year. Um, the Dolby Theater, which is the what? theater. Oh, that the they... tour, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not Soak City. The Huntington Library and Gardens. Spirit Cruises in Long Beach. The Japanese American Museum. The Cabrillo Marine Aquarium, which is a really cool, very inexpensive little... Um, little aquarium to go to um, by San Pedro, by the uh, cruise ship harbor, um, another harbor cruise, and Belmont Park. So that's a crap load of stuff. Oh, oh so did I say Sony Pictures Studio no. Tour also? No, and Warner no Brothers? we can go see Alex Trebek. Awesome. So there's a host of host of things you can do with this card very cool so there you go all right thank you nancy michael hey well you know the d23 expo 2015 is coming up from yes from august 14th to the 16th at the anaheim convention center and you know traditionally they always have a couple of contests they Uh always have a costume contest and then an art contest and they recently announced what those contests will be the costume contest this year will be Mouse Carade, and they dare Disney fans to create costumes inspired by Disney's many wonderful worlds. And if you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to put on a costume, well, hey, the grand prize trip is to Alani Ooh. in Hawaii. And the D23 Expo Design Challenge encourages artists to interpret Disneyland's Sleeping Beauty Castle for a chance to win D2300. So for the mm-hmm. Mouse the mouse parade, um, there are five categories and 15 participants in each of the, of the five categories will be selected to dazzle the crowd in stage 23 with the original costume designs they have brought to life. And the categories are heroes and masks. So you can dress up in Disney and Marvel's finest or once upon a costume, the magic of Disney fairy tales, the wonderful worlds of Disney, everything Disney from theme parks and movies to television, music and beyond past and present, weird, wild and goofy. Well, that's the category for us. The most outlandish and creative inspired by Disney. And best of Star Wars, costumes from a galaxy far, far away. So these 75 Disney fans will be competing for one spectacular prize, a trip for two to Alani, a Disney resort and spa. So if you go to the D23 um, website, you'll see some important dates and the application for this. Um, April 30th is the application deadline. May 14th, the participants will be notified, and August 14th is the D23 Expo Masquerade. 
for the D23 Expo Design Challenge, they're honoring Disneyland's Diamond Anniversary by encouraging artists young and old to depict Sleeping Beauty Castle. 23 pieces of finalist artwork will be on display throughout the D23 Expo weekend on the shore floor. Show floor. That too. <laughs> shore floor. Bottom of the ocean, yeah. In the submarine lagoon. Located in the Walt Disney Archives area. The winning artist will be chosen prior to the start of the D23 Expo and will receive a cash prize of $2,300. So that's the D2300. There's also um, the, the instructions for submitting are also on the D23Expo.com site. Um, you do have to submit sketches of your proposed artwork, and there's other entry requirements. You have to you have to uh, submit that no later than April 30th. And uh, anyway, and finalists in both of these competitions will receive one complimentary ticket um, and one for a guest to attend the D23 Expo. And you do not need to be members of D23 to enter either contest. Hmm. So this sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So on top of all the other Disney goodness that will be going on. I can't wait for the Expo. Uh, at the Expo. I'm really looking forward to it. And the Diz Boy, will be there. This is going to be the co- bring the cosplayers out and grow. And just <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're all, oh, they yeah. always are. I mean, yeah. they always yeah. are, but the creativity is going to go up. And I think the 60th anniversary will really bring mm-hmm. more people out for this. And, I, yeah, and you I know, I so. half expect there to be some major announcements this year. <laughs> yeah. I know we probably said that two years ago, too. But mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, but in keeping with D23 and Disney, there'll be two weeks after the expo. Yeah, thank you, yes. <laughs> and then look for us at the Dis Unplugged booth. Yeah, we will be there. Woo! So, the D23 yeah. Expo. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm going to take, can I get my picture with you, Michael, when you're there? Oh, absolutely. And you know, an autographed picture with me, only $25. Yes, nice. (laughs) I wonder if that's what uh, one of the other podcasters in the universe charges. It it would not surprise (laughs) me (laughs) if it's who we're thinking of. Yes, it is. (laughs) Be nice. We're all one happy family. Come on. All right. um, I'm a new Tom. What? The new Tom is yes, happy with everything. Happy family. All right. So, uh, no regular Facebook poll this week. We are continuing our March Madness. So there will be four polls with each region's second round picks or second round matches. And of course, watch our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash disunplugdl for links to those, those polls and links to Mixler where Tony and I will be analyzing and making our picks for the second round that's coming up this week. Uh, as I said, we'll put the schedule up in the next day or two to as to when that will be happening. Um, I appreciate y'all joining me today. Appreciate our live folks. If you're, as I said, if you're not listening live, why not? It's Sunday. Nothing else is on TV. Uh, that is going to do it for this <gasps> segment. Oh, I know. I still haven't watched last week's. Okay, sorry. Sidetrack. <laughs> that is going to do it for this Once segment of night. The Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.